Welcome to Word at Nine, a podcast dedicated to lifting up the voices of student preachers at Yale Divinity School. I'm your host, Christy Stang. Today we welcome Katie Grosh as our preacher. Katie is a second year Master of Divinity student at Yale Divinity School. The intertwining of religion and ecology has always been an important part of her life, as she previously worked for an interfaith chapel, taught environmental education in Milwaukee, and studied geology at Carleton College. She's part of the United Methodist Church and calls the Great Lakes Watershed home. We have several scriptural texts for this week, so let's take a breath and settle into this moment as we prepare to listen. A reading from Psalm 23, verses 1 through 6. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. A reading from 1 John, chapter 3, verses 16 through 24. We know love by this, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. How does God's love abide in anyone who has the world's goods and sees a brother or sister in need and yet refuses to help? Little children, let us love not in word or speech, but in truth and action. And by this, we will know that we are from the truth and will reassure our hearts before him whenever our hearts condemn us. For God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Beloved, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have boldness before God and we receive from him whatever we ask because we obey his commandments and do what pleases him. And this is his commandment, that we should believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, just as he has commanded us. All who obey his commandments abide in him, and he abides in them. And by this we know that he abides in us, by the spirit that he has given us. A reading from John chapter 10, verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep.
the word of the Lord. Thank you, Katie, for bringing your voice to this space today. Thank you, Christy, for having me on this podcast. It's an honor to be with each of you listening. I hope that you all are well, whatever time of day or night you play this episode. I hope this can be a time of centering, peace, and encouragement for you. Will you take a moment to pray with me? Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So the readings that you just heard from Christy come from the lectionary reading for the upcoming week as we celebrate the fourth Sunday of Easter. And these readings might be familiar to you. Psalm 23 tends to be one of the most beloved psalms and frequently is read at funeral services for its enduring, comforting qualities. I remember learning it when I was really little in my illustrated kids' Bible, and I remember singing a musical setting of it in children's choir. Chances are, if you've committed any one psalm to memory, it's probably this one. And if you haven't heard it before, that's all right too. I hope that today we can all receive this ancient poem with fresh understanding. In this psalm reading, we get a lot of beautiful pastoral imagery. Maybe as you heard it read the first time, you were able to soak up some of these images. Now, if you're willing, I would love for you to again picture these settings in your mind. Imagine a woman out in a field. She's wearing comfortable clothes, and she's carrying a staff, and she's watching over all of the multitude of the herd around her. Imagine, then, if this image of the divine is your shepherd, then perhaps you are a cute little fuzzy lamb. Imagine walking around on wobbly legs prancing around the pastures. This little lamb, you, is carefree. You can say, I shall not want. I am cared for. The shepherd is looking out for you. Imagine lying down in green pastures. You can rest here. The grass is soft and brilliant green and there are wild flowers all around. What does it smell like? Imagine being led to still waters. If you're thirsty, you can drink this fresh, clean water. This body of water, a lake or a pond or a stream, is a calm, serene blue. It is peaceful and refreshing. What would it look like to have restoration in your soul? Next, go through the deep, dark valley. The walls of the valley rise up and the shadows close in, but you don't feel afraid at all. Imagine being in the darkness of night and feeling safe, secure, and held as you await the coming dawn. Imagine a banquet table prepared before you. 
a sumptuous feast. It smells wonderful. There are bountiful, delicious dishes spread out, all of your favorite foods. You sit down to eat. What does it taste like? Imagine a soft voice speaking a soothing blessing over you. The physical touch of a hand anointing you with oil, the slippery trickle on your forehead. What does it feel like to receive this gentle blessing? See a cup overflowing. The pouring out is messy, splashing, joyful, carefree. It spills over in abundance. What does that feel like? Imagine coming to dwell in a place that is welcoming and inviting. You feel perfectly comfortable here. And you are not alone. You are abiding with good company. Imagine being home. Dwell in whatever image feels most beautiful to you right now. In these times of grief, pain, and disruption, and I am certain that every single one of us have experienced some of that in this past year, a year of great loss and injustice, I know that I can turn back to things that are familiar and comforting. This psalm offers words of assurance that we are cared for, loved, protected, and accompanied, even at the hands of our enemies, even in the shadow of death. And there is beauty, safety, and abundance surrounding us. In our gospel reading today, Jesus declares, I am the good shepherd. There's not a lot of ambiguity there. The one who is with you, comforting you, caring for you, that shepherd is Jesus, our God. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep, which, as we know, as Easter people, speaks to Jesus's ministerial life, his death and resurrection, that we too may have abundant life. The passage from 1 John elaborates on this. The epistle reads, We know love by this, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. So as Jesus did for us, we are to do the same for others. Jesus is our example for how to live and move and be in the world. 1 John also restates the two greatest commandments when he says, This is God's commandment, that we should believe in the name of God's Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another. See those two things there. Know and love God, and love one another. For me, Psalm 32 allows me to grow deeper in love with God and to recognize how God is working in my life. I know Jesus through these faithful promises of presence. So now let's turn to that second part, loving one another. In divinity school, uh, many people are training to be priests, ministers, deacons, elders, pastors. The word pastor comes from this pastoral root, literally, in the fields, with the sheep. Being a pastor is being called to care for the flock of a congregation. 
And I know that on this podcast, I'm preaching to the pastors here, but this is a call to everyone. We are all called to serve in these ministries of compassion, accompaniment, protection, healing, guiding, nourishment, and presence. Whether you are a pastor or a teacher or a doctor or a dentist or a hairstylist or a banker or a sanitation worker or a scientist or an artist or a musician, whatever your vocation is, we can all follow Jesus' example in word and deed by caring for those around us. This may happen in different capacities. We can be there for our family, friends, those that we work with, those in our communities near and far, even strangers. And not only are we called to look out for the people in our lives, but this care extends to nature. We're called to care for the planet as well. We can lift up the green pastures, exult in the flowing waters, rejoice in abundant harvests. We all dwell in our common earthly home, and we can be a shepherd to creation by protecting it, paying attention to it, nurturing it, and recognizing it as precious. The epistle tells us to let us love, not in word or speech, but in truth and action. Jesus is our shepherd And we are called to be a shepherd to those around us, just like Jesus. This is Jesus' love made manifest. What would this look like in action? And I'll invite you to, again, imagine with me. What would it look like to attend to the safety and well-being, mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, of those in our midst? to provide for the needs of the most vulnerable around us, to have preferential option for the poor, for those around us to say, I shall not want. How can you provide respite to those with weary souls? What would a true rest in green pastures mean to a new mother, to a student at the end of a semester, to a minimum wage worker, How could you lead others to still waters and offer moments of serenity? What would it take for all to have access to clean, safe, drinkable water? How can you restore peace through justice? How can you accompany others through difficult times? Can you calm fears? How can you go alongside others in the midst of challenges, in the face of death-dealing systems of oppression? What would it mean to undertake a journey into the valley of shadows? How can you make sure those around you stay safe until the dawn? How can you create spaces of mutual feasting, even in hostile presences? How can you nourish others? How can you provide welcome at your table? What would it take to feed all those who are hungry? How can you take care of the sick? What would it look like to engage in healing practices for yourself and for your community? 
How can you anoint others with blessings and empower them to do the same? How can you overflow others' cups with joy to go above and beyond in your giving? How would it feel to engage not from scarcity, but from abundance? What would it look like to dwell in communities of mutual belonging, to create places of humane living in safe, affordable housing for all? How can you provide security, trustworthiness, and invitation? What would it look like to abide with God and to abide with others in that same love? We are called to allow justice and mercy to flourish all around us, all the while humbly walking with God who goes before us and gives us all that we need. We shall not want. So on this day, and all days, may you know that God takes care of you, gives you strength, and accompanies you so that you can do the same for others. Will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, thank you for being our shepherd. Thank you for caring for us. May we feel your love so deeply that we radiate it out into the world to be your hands and feet. Amen. This has been Word at Nine a podcast dedicated to lifting up the voices of student preachers at Yale Divinity School. Thank you for listening.